What's up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? You have entered the domain of, and the podcast will rock. We are the show that dives into the discography and all the catalog of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. You know what it is. You've been here before. I am one of your hosts, Mark Kamire. Uh, let me just say right at the top, I apologize if I sound weird. It's because I am very tired. It's been a long couple of days, but it's not just me. It's never just me. With me, as always, Corey Morissette. Corey, how are you feeling? I'm feeling really good. The weather's warm. Uh, we got some Van Halen news to talk about, really, for the for the first time on the show. And uh, I, I didn't just travel to Chattanooga to, to go see a concert like you did, so I'm well-rested and ready to rock. That's that's all well and good, but I, I can't help but stick to the uh, this whole point. Uh, you you said it was warm where you are. It is. It was minus eight, which in oh. Canada is like it, that. That's late spring. That's that's fair, I guess. We actually we had a touch of spring uh, to a little bit yesterday and, and a whole lot today. Um, we were in uh, in Fahrenheit. We got up to seventy two, I believe, was the highest. Oh um, wow. So yeah, yeah. Spring is trying its best to come around here. Uh, but what we call that in the South is the spring of deception. Uh, that means that we'll, we'll get a couple of warm days and then before you know it, boom, cold front, because that's how it happens. And uh, that groundhog is a lying piece of shit. So that's all I got to say. Um, well, it's good but, to know that uh, that affects Tennessee as well, because we have that in Canada. We have full spring and then right. we have second full spring. And then we're, mm -hmm. we're kind of in the midst of the fourth full spring right now because this weekend we're getting a shit ton of snow again so oh, that's, uh, we're, that's too yeah. many full springs that's, that's too many it's, oh we have like know. eight or nine eight or nine usually Ugh, no couldn't handle it I, I we can barely handle the one as it is so <laughs> but but nevertheless uh things things are warming up things are gonna get real real hot because it's the van halen show and that's what we do Corey, you said you had some news pertaining to van halen itself what do you got for us i am very excited about this but it's been reported this week that van halen's first six albums are receiving audio file reissues on vinyl and super audio cd by mobile fidelity sound lab um which is tremendous news i i'm a big uh a vinyl guy uh, a couple of years ago i really started getting into vinyl I, I collected all the van halen records i could um you know new issues when i could uh first pressings on a couple like van halen one um, mm -hmm. there's a couple I don't have because they're impossible to find a different kind of truth right now online goes for like 500 bucks. So I don't have Jeez. that one yet. <laughs> and I don't have balance. Cause I don't think that was even wildly released on vinyl and it goes for even more. Uh, so wow. those are two I'm missing, but I, I do have the first six, but I would be all in on vinyl editions uh, of the first six albums. They're going to split them up each album, uh, into two, uh, double album, uh, sets for higher fidelity. Uh, they're mastering it at 45. Uh, RPMs, all that kind of stuff. It's going to sound tremendous. They're they're only going to make about ten thousand each, and they're going to retail mm. for about one hundred and fifty bucks. So uh, I'm oh, saving my money. Yeah, all that money that went to the water heater, I, I got to try and get back. <laughs> so that's why, because uh, I have uh, the first album, uh, the first reissue is supposed to come late 2022. And for people who aren't vinyl guys, like a lot of people are CD people, uh, they're going to be remastered on Super Audio CDs as well for thirty bucks. 
So they're, they're going to sound amazing. The first six albums are, are tremendous. My hope is, and I think Mark, you might agree with me. I'm hoping this is just a first wave because I would love to get the Hagar albums, this kind of treatment as well. And even what Van Halen three and different kind of truth as well. If you're going to reissue, uh, the first what six albums from van halen then mm-hmm. I, I don't see why you wouldn't just go ahead and go with the rest of them um especially the ones of the the hagar era because look we can talk about this till we're blue in the face and we will but you cannot deny the uh the overwhelming success that the hagar era had with van halen so if you're going to reissue go all the way go big or go home hell reissue the gary sharon album if you want to i'm sure there's some uh, vinyl collectors that would love to have it just to say well i have that i'm never going to put it on the uh on the turntable <laughs> whatsoever i'm never going to play it but i've got it just to say that I've completed my collection. You know, there, there are probably rabid uh, vinyl collectors out there like yourself that would need something like this because they want to uh, uh, showcase their fandom. They want to have uh, a, a little piece of it's just something. I mean, this just sounds cool. I'm not even a vinyl guy. Uh, I wish I were, but I just, uh, the, the train sort of passed me on that one, but I respect it. Uh, but if I were a vinyl collector, these would be on my list. Uh, price be damned. I'd find a way. No, and I'm, I'm with you. Re- release all five of the Hagar's. Give me Van Halen three. There's good stuff on that record. Uh, even though the first track we did off it, Dirty Water Dog wasn't our favorite. Uh, nope, with, no, it wasn't. No, Without You is a great song. Fire in the Hole is a great song. There, there's really good stuff on that album. So uh, I think most vinyl guys and gals are like me in that they're completionists, right? If I start collecting Right. an artist i i want to get them all it's yeah, kind of like pokemon it, yeah. i guess for all you younger folks out there but <laughs> uh so i would absolutely and a different kind of truth is an album thanks to this show i am digging the hell out of so i'm really needing to get that one on by because it sounds phenomenal and the band was just on fucking fire for that whole thing so i'm with you i'm hoping this is just kind of a first wave uh you know release another uh let's see if we do another six it would be the uh, four uh hagar albums van halen three and a different kind of truth so maybe they, they split it up we'll do the first six up to 1984 with sammy or with dave sorry mm. and then we'll do the sammy albums the sharon and, and a different kind of truth so yeah there you go that, that that sounds more likely at least i i hope that would be uh so vinyl fans get your uh your stereos ready get your turntables nice and 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 clean and make way for some new additions to the collection uh all uh uh in high definition and and all that jazz all the all the crazy stuff that they do that some people might complain you've ruined the record with uh, with all this cleanup no they've enhanced it uh <laughs> or at least that's that's the idea i would i would imagine but regardless we'll be waiting patiently for uh to hear the news as if they do uh the the other six albums but until that time we we just gotta we gotta keep trucking with our show and uh keep diving into some Van Halen discography. This show has done wonders for my personal listening because I've been blessed and gifted with such gems that I otherwise probably would have just skipped over or something that I had listened to maybe once a long time ago. And this, this show refuels my, my love for the band, but also fuels respect because some of these tracks is like wow i I had no idea no clue that's that's the purpose of this show and that is what we're here to do but uh cory i must ask you is there a particular track you or 
an album that you want to manifest for tonight's show? Yes, and I'm going to sound like a broken record, but uh, earlier uh, tonight, Mark, I was listening to a good friend of ours, Ken Napsock, uh, has a mm-hmm. show on Mixcloud called Pop Rock and Radio, and he was just killing it tonight with the songs. And uh, he was playing stuff from like the mid-90s, early 90s. I'm like, early 90s Van Halen, that's for unlawful carnal knowledge. And we haven't <laughs> had a ton of Sammy tunes yet, 15 shows in. And damn, I'm, I'm itching for, for one of my favorites from that album. I know it was my, my same thought from last week, but I'll probably keep bringing it up until we get one. But uh, I mentioned for unlawful, I, I looked high and low online for a vinyl copy of that. I finally found one in Chicago and had it shipped here at great expense, but uh, it hasn't oh, left yeah. my turntable since because I love that record. <laughs> so, so give me some Sammy, give me some some for unlawful. I'm ready. How about you, Mark? Are you in the mood for something today? I am absolutely in the mood for uh for some f- unlawful. Absolutely, like as soon as you said it, I uh, I know exactly the song I want to hear, uh, or that I would love to talk about. There's a couple of songs I would love to talk about, but uh, I I'm with you. I'm on board. I will help you manifest some for unlawful. Uh, and we all know Christy, uh, my, my lovely lady, she has her own, uh, manifestation, uh, track that she is going to, I mean, every, every single week she tries, she tries and she got very, very close one week. Uh, but, uh, it has not hit the track yet. Therefore I cannot reveal it, but maybe just maybe one of us will get lucky tonight with, uh, with a track that we want. Um, I, 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 don't, I know there's a particular track I want from uh, For Unlawful, but if I just get a track from that album, I think I'll be happy, even if it's a, a not-so-good one, so a, a one that maybe you don't want to talk about whatsoever. But I love talking about the ones I don't like because <laughs> there's reasons I don't like them. So, And I, I can't wait for people like on, on Twitter to, to tell me I'm a shithead uh, for, for dissing uh, certain tracks off For Unlawful, but... Some of my favorite stuff is on that album. Some of my least favorite is also on that album. I just can't wait. I can't wait till we get to it because eventually we will. And I just, <laughs> just, I'm prepared to watch you just unload. And I have no idea how I'm going to feel about it. So uh, with that, if there's nothing else, Corey, what do you say we spin the wheel? Absolutely. I'm going to play a little snippet from one of the songs I do love for Unlawful. So let's take it to uh, Mr. Tammy Ager. Van Halen yeah. 2, Beautiful <laughs> Girls. It's another great Dave cut. Again, Sammy is shut out. 16 episodes in, we've had like, what, two tracks from Sammy? Like two or th- maybe three. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't, man, I don't know what's happening. Just, I think Diamond Dave's manifestation of his own <laughs> tracks are outruling anything that we come up with. But Beautiful Girls, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so ready for this one. Oh, what, one of my favorites from Van Halen, too. Uh, love you. And Van Halen, too, uh, low-key, one of my favorite Van Halen albums. There's a lot of love for mm-hmm. Fair Warning, Women and Children, all that kind of stuff, and I, I'm right there with them. But, man, a lot, lot of great shit on Van Halen, I think too. I, uh, I, think I, found, I think I figured out why exactly Van Halen, too, resonates with me so hard over maybe most of the other albums. It's because this album was released on my birthday. Really? Yes. Uh, now, granted several years before I came to uh, fruition or I came into the world. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, the day of, so for all you people, March 23rd, it's coming. It's on the way. Uh, 
But in 1979, March 23rd, they released their sequel album to their uh, debut, Van Halen 2. And perhaps that's why it resonates with me so hard. I don't know, but uh, that's just a fun fact. It resonates with me because uh, in Canada, we have our own uh, Canadian Football League. And Mm -hmm. uh, the local team here in Saskatchewan is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They're kind of notorious for for loyal, crazy type fans because literally we have no other sport in this province. We don't have an NHL team. We certainly don't have an MLB team or anything like that. We have the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And whenever they Mm -hmm. bring the cheerleaders out, they play a snippet from Beautiful Girl. So when I was a season ticket holder, we heard this, you know, a few times every single football game. But um, it, it's also the, the the 10th track on Van Halen 2, the last track on there, and a great way to kind of cap off this album. Uh, like you yeah. said, it was released uh, in 1979. Um, this it was a single uh, that was released August 21st, 1979. Again, produced by Ted Templeman. Um, a, a concert staple uh, for this tour and, and other tours to follow. Um, when, when you think of Van Halen 2, uh, this is one of the tracks that readily comes to mind. Absolutely. This one, uh, Dance the Night Away for sure, but definitely Beautiful Girls uh, is, is certainly one that I think about. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really have a ton uh, to say other than uh, this is a uh, sorry to the folks who thought we might get an authentic first, uh, you know, first reaction. But no, no, this is one of their more popular <laughs> tunes. So if you're a fan of Van Halen whatsoever, you've definitely heard this song. Uh, so we have definitely heard this song. We know it well. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm, uh, uh, just sort of burying, uh, the show already, but by saying like, I, I can pretty much guarantee you what you're going to get from, uh, our reaction at the end of it. It's going to be, uh, predictable, but Hey, you came to hear us, uh, jam out to Van Halen and to just talk about it. So that's what we're going to do. Absolutely. So let's uh, get started here with Beautiful Girls from Van Halen 2. Yes. I, I just love that beginning with it yes. kind of played Thank with you. Mike Anthony, right? <laughs> you have the great riff, then Mike, just those little accents mm-hmm. with the bass. God, fantastic it's 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 an iconic i i dare say uh just an iconic uh opening riff to any rock song i think i mean it's just it's uh it's it's very much uh it's indicative of what you're going to get and it's it's simple yet it's it's complicated it's your standard uh van halen blues rock riff you yep. know, it's, it's just, it's just Eddie just having fun. That's what the song is. It's fun. Yep. And, uh, but don't take my word for it. Exactly. Let's, let's take the bands. She was a seaside sitting just smoking and drinking on ringside. She had her toes in the sand. Whoa! <laughs> what a beautiful girl! Oh, yeah. All right, are you coming around on the brilliance of David Lee Roth as a lyricist? <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, for for this song, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not complaining because he he understood the assignment and he he carried it off with a T. But um, I'll tell you something that again, this is one of the beauties of this, of the show is what it, what it does for me. Um, I never really listened 
to what Michael's doing very uh, intently until now. And uh, you're right. I mean, Michael's just, he, he's demonstrating, oh, Eddie doesn't think I can play bass. Well, you, I'll show you, you son of a bitch. Listen, listen to this. Listen to how funky I can get. You know, it's like, yeah, absolutely. Show off, Michael, show off. And just wait till those high harmonies. Exactly. But like you said, he's he's having fun with this track. Uh, a lot mm -hmm. of tracks, you know, he, he might just be kind of, you know, hitting the same note, kind of driving the beat with, with Alex. But this one here, he's allowed to kind of go out on his own and, and kind of riff a little bit. And uh, it, it works, really works for me. I'm a, I'm a fan of Michael Anthony. Absolutely. And, uh, and to, and to your point about the lyrics, yeah, this is the one where Dave does not miss the mark. He absolutely nailed it. Yeah. To a seaside sitting just a smoking and a drinking on ringside on top of the world like that. That's a great opening line for a rock song, especially a song about beautiful girls. Like, like you said, he understood the assignment. This is, <laughs> this is diamond Dave and Van Halen firing on all cylinders. Yes. And doing what they do best. I mean, people call them party rock, like, well, Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, if we're using beautiful girls as an example, you damn right. And, uh, I love that this is the song at the end of the album because it's like the party doesn't end just because the album's over. Yeah. And, and this song, uh, if I remember correctly, was one of the 25 songs that was on the original demo for Warner brothers. Uh, I think it was called bring on the girls at the time. And then they reworked it for Van Halen too, to call it beautiful girls. And, uh, let, probably let, the yeah better better idea but uh right. yeah no i i totally believe that all right let's keep going what a snappy little man you got to keep her pappy happy come on Come on. <laughs> That's fantastic. It is. It, 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 I mean, it's how often does one get a chance to put uh, into the lyrics, uh, pappy and happy right after <laughs> like one after the other. Yeah. You don't get the, you don't often get that unless you are a, uh, a rock and roll clown like David Lee Roth is, but I didn't, I mean that in the best way. Yeah. God bless you. Diamond Dave. You're, you're a genius. <laughs> Let's keep growing. Oh man, that is like produced and mixed so well, isn't it? Like just it, it really little, is. Oh man. Everything flows like there's no uh Dave is in the forefront, sure, as the vocalist, but it, he doesn't feel like he's drowning the music out. Uh, like Eddie is certainly not drowning out anybody. Like this actually feels very uh, cohesive, um, mixed the way you know you want your record to be mixed so that everybody uh, can be heard. Uh, but it blends well, and that's what it is. And especially if you're going to do uh, these three-part harmonies that the boys are doing, you, you have to blend. It's all about the blend. And this, yeah, this, this is very exceptionally produced. Let, let's give a shout out to Ted Templeman, man. He's a producer extraordinaire yeah. and absolutely killed it on this one. Oh, 
What do you think? <laughs> it's not the uh, grand uh, magnum opus of solos for Eddie. Not n- not whatsoever. I mean, if, if you if we have to call any of his solos that, it's eruption, and we've heard that, and that's fine. It's great. Yeah. He doesn't need to give you uh, another eruption esque solo for a song like this because that's not what the song calls for. Eddie does what he does best when it comes to solos. He's going to play to the song. Uh, if he can enhance it in any way, great, cool. This didn't need a solo enhancement, but it's a very uh, beautiful flavor, no pun intended. But that's what he's that's what he's great at. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's not overly uh, something you know, cosmic and ethereal. He's not, he's not uh, going full Frank Zappa on this thing. He's just, he's, he's just being Eddie, you know, he's like, it's a, it's a good rock fun, like party song. And uh, you know, he's got to throw in a solo because he's Eddie, but he doesn't have to show off about it. So this is Eddie not showing off. If, if you, yeah, think about that. This solo, <laughs> as good as it sounds, that's Eddie just, you know, messing around and having fun. He's not showing off. So just, just imagine what it could have been. You know, and he put a little stank on it at the beginning there with that little bend, right? That he kind of a little lower in the register and that you're like, oh, that was I, I'm I'm told by the younger generation that's what's called the boomer bend. Oh, I see. in rock music. Yes. <laughs> I, I really wish I was making that up, but I'm not. I heard I heard that very recently, and my mind kind of caved in on itself when I realized the implications of what that means. But yeah. Uh, this is a song of a certain generation. So that's, there's a classic example of a boomer bend, if you will, but you're right. It is stank and it is awesome. And you know what? And there's Alex and Mike like behind it too. Uh, mm-hmm. not, not just kind of driving the track. They're, they're putting little flourishes in there. Like, uh, Alex has a little role in there at the end of that first part of the solo. That was really cool. He does. Yeah. And, and this is actually, a. Uh, like I say, it's not an overly complicated song, but the rhythm can get a bit uh, like the, based on the tempo, the rhythm. If you if you're off, then you're going to throw everybody off. Like this is this is a very tight uh, uh, rhythm section. So, again, kudos to Michael and Alex doing their jobs, because if they didn't, then this song might not have as much charm as we uh, we know it to have. But that's that's what you get with good musicians. Yeah, and that's fair to say maybe this whole album, like it's uh, mm-hmm. the band was, you know, as tight as they were on, on Van Halen 1, really, you know, after coming off that big tour, they, you know, toured with Journey and Montrose for a bit, and then Black yeah. Sabbath, and then hit the studio, like really at the top of their game. And, and this is Van Halen, like I've said it before, but this is really them coming off that tour truly at the top of their game. So let's this is going. like their uh, this is like their Terminator 2 Judgment Day. <laughs> there you the go. First, the first one was really good, cool, it was different, awesome, but now this. Yeah, check this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, la, la. 
Now, uh, you're a singer, Mark. Uh, this is Dave's wheelhouse. I, I think when he's kind of in mm -hmm. this register, right, uh, and, and he throws in kind of his high little accents, and that's fine. But yeah. uh, he takes so much shit as a vocalist. I think Dave sounds great here. Am I out to lunch? Uh, no, you're not. He does sound great. He's because he is placating into his strengths. This is a song that placates most especially into Dave's strengths, uh, right down to the lyrics, uh, uh, the, you know, the content of the song, the way the song is structured. This is 100% a David Lee Roth. So if you're going to think about the Roth era of Van Halen, one of the songs that stands out or that needs to stand out, I think, is Beautiful Girls because it's just unequivocally uh, uh, David Lee Roth. So, yeah, he, he's on the money. He's, he's doing everything that you hope Dave will do in a track, uh, but he's not going like completely off the rails. Not yet. Not until the spoken <laughs> word section, of course. But, you know, and it, but it's still, it still works because just the nature of the song is, is all about fun. And so you know, he's having fun. They're all having fun. So when he, Dave is having fun, everybody's having fun. And he's obviously having fun in this song. So, yeah, it works. Awesome. what's your name where are you going oh god i i, I can't put in a word I, <laughs> this is fantastic this is i i, I kind of I'm, I'm reading the the greg runoff book uh van halen rising and i'm, I'm to the part where they, they've kind of gone through the the backyard party phase uh there was actually a big uh riot almost uh, at at the kind of their last party they're and they're in the clubs right now and just uh they, they talk about again dave not being a great vocalist but man he was the big draw at the time. Like a lot of the, the music fans went to hear Eddie, obviously, but sure. all the girls, they went to watch Dave because here's this golden yeah. God ripped, right? He's not wearing a shirt. Mm -hmm. He's got the nice hairy chest and he's got the long flowing blonde hair. David Lee Roth put asses in the seats back in those early days. So uh, say what you will about the man. One of the best front men in rock and roll. Like a vocalist, I'll, I'll give you, he has his limitations, but front men, Man, David Lee Roth, there, there aren't many that are better. There are, uh, there's, there's probably a Mount Rushmore for a lot of rock fans out there about who is the best front man in rock and roll. And I would be shocked if David Lee Roth wasn't one of the heads in most people's uh, Mount Rushmore's. There's, a, there's such a thing as you, it's not all about technicality with uh with your musicians especially your your singers your front man because you need charisma as a front man um it's not always about who if you sound the best if you uh just are just so 
precise in your uh, uh, note attacks or anything like that. It's just, no, are you going to bring the crowd? Are you going to you know, put asses in seats? Are you going to uh, make the ladies swoon? Uh, whoever, I mean, because if you do that, then you're going to get an even larger audience. I mean, everyone in the 80s understood that. It was just like, if you get the girls, you're going you're gonna to get uh, uh, more and more fans because the guys the guy fans are going to notice things like that. Like, Oh, these girls are really into this band. Maybe I should get into this band so that, you know, the girls will think I'm cool. You know, it's, that's what it's all about. That's what it's always been about. Don't let anyone tell you differently. And so, as I say, it's not all about technicality all the time. If you can mold the two great, but then you get someone like David Lee Roth, who is just charisma uh, in a uh, very tight onesie. Uh, uh, you know, our uh, spandex outfit and whatever he liked to wear back then. Um, all charisma. And with a band like Van Halen, you need that. So that's, yeah, say what you will about the man, but I agree with Corey. It's just, if, if it's, if it comes down to technicality over charisma, I guess you're just going to have to go charisma every time because that is what has made Van Halen, I think, withstand the test of time. And that's no disrespect to uh, uh, Sammy's contributions obviously he's he's my personal favorite of the singers but i'm not going to disregard the impact of david lee roth so you know it's funny you you brought that whole story it immediately brought to mind to me a book i just read called nothing but a good time which is about the la hollywood rock scene in the 80s and mm-hmm. how bands like van halen kind of begat all these glam hair metal bands and one of those bands was poison who uh yep. you know as musicians, certainly not on par uh, with, with Van Halen. You know, they got a good front man in Brett Michaels. They got a decent guitar player. Like, they're all pretty decent, mm-hmm. but they weren't the most talented band out there. But what they did better than anybody was promote themselves. And they went out yeah. there with flyers, and they papered West Hollywood with all these flyers. And they had this plan. And I feel bad for saying it, but this is from the book. This is what they did. They targeted the larger girls and the, the less attractive girls, knowing that they all had hot friends. And so... They made them feel special and got them to the show. And then they brought all their hot friends. So when you went to a poison show and, you know, at the whiskey uh, in LA in the eighties, it was 80, 90% chicks. And, and yeah. that's how they built their following. It wasn't because they were stellar musicians in Van Halen's case, you know, originally they were just doing a lot of covers, you know, they're doing mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin, they're doing ZZ top. And obviously Eddie can hear a song once and completely replicate it on the guitar and nine times out of 10 play it better than the band he's covering but most of the audience what you know appreciated eddie but they were there to see dave because dave's cracking jokes he's talking mm-hmm. you know between songs and again not the best vocalist but the charisma off the charts and he's yeah. he's made a career out of that for how many years now poison has done the same thing musically they're not the best band out there but they're just oozing charisma and they're still playing. They're going out with Motley Crue and Def Leppard on this stadium tour. So there's a lot to be said for for charisma, especially in rock and roll. Oh, I mean, a, a, just a tad of charisma can go a long way. And if you have a whole bunch of it, then you're, you know, you're a superstar. That's why you and I are on top of the podcasting world right now, Mark, because we just ooze <laughs> charisma. I mean, well, only only in uh, Australia and parts of Thailand, evidently. But that's right. Uh, yeah, Not we'll, even we'll all get, of Thailand we'll there. Yeah, just yeah, that not southern, all Thailand. <laughs> yeah, that, that southern tip of Thailand. They love us. <laughs> uh, uh, we love you, Thailand. Stream us more. Uh, tell your friends. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's get to the fade out here. We got thirty seconds left. 
with the little kiss at the end. That's Beautiful Girls from Van Halen 2. Um, I, I'm just throwing the Dream is Over file out the window. I don't think we need it here today. Uh, I'll go first. It's a great song. It's a great Van Halen song. It's a great rock song. It's a great party song. It encompasses everything you love about Van Halen. The band is on fire. Dave is on fire. Lyrics work. They're fantastic. The production is right there. Van Halen 2 as an album is a triumph. And this is one of the standouts. Uh, when we rolled this song, I got very happy. It's been a very long week here in Canada. I was like, I just hope we get something good. We've been on a roll. We've had a lot of great tunes the last uh, few weeks. The wheel has been very, very kind to us. And they delivered us an all-time Van Halen classic. This is maybe top 10 all-time for me. I love Beautiful Girls. This is absolutely what dreams are made of. Mark, oh boy, are you going to surprise us here? I have shocked you all. <laughs> yes. Uh, look, I, this is going to sound really funny admitting this, but I, I've, I've never really actually said this out loud, but there was a time where in order to get myself psyched up uh, on the chance in my younger days that I was going to meet a beautiful girl, I would play this song, you know, as, as, as like, you know, some psych, some, you know, psych me up music. Like, yeah, you know, uh, maybe perhaps in some way listening to the sound waves would help me channel my, my inner David Lee Roth, just in terms of charisma. This is like, if I could have just a speckle of charisma like that dude has, then I, then I'm golden then I think uh, the sky is the limit and, you know, the night is young. Um, most of the times it would turn out the way uh, the little spoken word section where he goes, Hey, where are you going? Uh, sorry. <laughs> it's like, it, it mostly ended up like that, but it's fine. It's, you know, you learn, you, you live and you learn and you, you understand that very few people are diamond Dave. I certainly am not. So, but this, I mean, I, I echo everything you just said, Corey, just about this song. It's, it's so fun. It's, it, it oozes uh, the essence of what Van Halen is, uh, was, and ever will be. I think um, this is just one of many songs because I, I'm not going to put them in a small bubble because that is not what Van Halen is. If we've learned anything just in the, the few shows we've done, we know that you can't put them in a small bubble of, of a particular, like, this is their formula. They never break out of it. Like, no, no, no. They, they break out of it all the time. It's fine. We'll get to some of the more, uh, uh, dramatic cases one of these days, but still this is quintessential Van Halen to me, especially. I love this album. I love this song. I love that you end this, the album with this song. As I said, it's like the party's not over. It's just, this is, we're just getting started. You guys, um, and it's just, it's just wonderful. It's fun. And I, if this isn't a part of your top 10 of Van Halen tracks, then I, then I'd be very curious to hear what your top 10 is because I feel like beautiful girls absolutely belongs there. Uh, but again, that's just me. I know, uh, but I echo Corey's sentiment. 100% beautiful girls is a beautiful gem of a song. You know, I, I found a great quote by uh, Steve Vai here. Uh, he, was, he was in Dave Lee Ross solo band uh, after the, mm -hmm. the split back in 85. And he said, and I quote, I was listening to beautiful girls. And what hit me was that these wild assortment of bends and growls and zany guitar sounds, they functioned almost as commentary on David Lee Roth's outrageously hypersexual Bugs Bunny persona. 
Like, geez, that makes a, a ton of sense when you think about it. <laughs> I called him rock and roll clown, but no, I was wrong. He's Bugs, Bugs Bunny. Bunny. Damn, that's perfect. Of course, uh, thank you, Steve Vai, for that because, geez, uh, that's yeah, it that makes so much sense. It, it really does. And when you think about, uh, again, just kind of look at the trivia here, the group wrote this song in David Lee Ross' basement. Uh, his, his father was a dentist, I believe, and had a lot of money. So that's kind of where they went to, uh, to, to rehearse and work on stuff. And they had just finished a tour and they're under tight pressure uh, to record the second album uh, because they were releasing an album every single year. And allegedly, mm -hmm. this album took six whole days to record. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine a, a classic no. album like Man Heal and Two, less than a week to record? No, no, I can't. But then again, you know, it's we're we're talking about a different caliber of musician back then. I mean, I'm sure, and I'm sure there were others that did uh, the same, if not maybe even quicker, but just because it came to them. And kudos to all you guys out there. Recording's hard, and th these things take time, especially when you're creating art that you don't even know is going to be like somebody's masterpiece one day. Like that's like that's going to be the thing that you're going to be remembered for, uh, for so many years. You don't, you don't think about that when you're in the process, you're just, you're just trying to make something that you think is good and that you hope the audience will enjoy because if they don't enjoy it, then it's not fun anymore. Um, but yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine, uh, doing all of this in a week and, and still have it sound rem just remotely as, as good as it turned out. That's, that's incredible. Oh, yeah. David Lee Roth, like to. too. Uh, I just want to shout out a, a couple of uh, new listeners we got here. The folks at uh, Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcast uh, have reached out to us. They're really digging the show. Uh, uh, they were going to do a show actually on Van Halen uh, before we kind of, uh, you know, took up the mantle. Uh, and so they're, they're kind of going through right now, listening to our older shows. And hopefully they'll realize we're getting better at this whole uh, Van Halen podcasting deal uh, as, as we kind of go along here. Um, I hope so. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, they're having a lot of fun. And they're actually... Uh, uh, not looking at the tracks as they go to, they want to be surprised kind of as we are every single week. I told yeah. them spinning this, this uh, fucking wheel is my, my favorite part of the week now, because I, I don't know what I'm going to get nine times mm -hmm. out of 10. It's going to be something great though. And tonight it was something absolutely classic, but uh, I, I want to thank them uh, for listening. A uh, ton of new listeners here that, that have been uh, giving the show a, a chance. And uh, I really appreciate it. Um, of course, John Mariano was on last week, him and I, uh, if I might, just a segue here a little bit, Mark. We're yeah. Yeah. A, tell, tell the people. We had so much fun last week, uh, Mark, uh, doing the show on fools. Uh, and after uh, the show, uh, you had to kind of log off because you had to work the next day. John and I stayed on and, and he came up with an idea for an Aerosmith podcast. I'm like Aerosmith is one of my favorite bands of all time, right up there with Van Halen. And they're in the conversation for greatest American band of all time. And I thought, geez, I you know, agree. yeah, absolutely. Uh, right for, for a podcast, kind of similar, but a little different in that, Instead of spinning your wheel, we're going to roll a dice and we're each going to pick some tracks to put on the dice. We're going to spin it each week. We're going to talk about that track and we're going to decide if it uh, belongs on our ultimate Aerosmith mixtape. Uh, yeah. People my age remember mixtapes. Mark, you're too young. It's almost like a playlist. <laughs> I'll, have you know I'm, I'll have you know I made mixtapes and mixed CDs. Yes, I did. I, my generation is the last is the last bit of that uh, that did that. <laughs> well, I tell you, I'm looking forward to this because we're going to have like one of those kind of extra long cassette tapes to see 60 so we could have like an hour or sorry, 90 minutes on each side. So we're just going to pick 
uh, nine tracks. We're going to have 18 tracks on our ultimate mixtape. So to, to boil down the entire Aerosmith discography, which has got to be over 300 songs down to oh, the yeah. top 18 is going to be quite the challenge, but one I'm very much looking forward to. I mean, and I, I can think of no no two people that will be more entertaining in this venture than you and our good friend Mariano. Uh, uh, tell us the name of the the show again. It is called Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited, and uh, Backtracks may become a series. You know, once we kind of get through Aerosmith and do that mixtape, maybe we jump to another uh, another group. But uh, right now, it's Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited. Uh, you can find it wherever you get your podcast. We're going to be recording them on Thursdays. They'll be dropping every Wednesday. Uh, so the first uh, two episodes actually are going to be dropping this uh, coming Wednesday. As you listen to this, um, we're going to do kind of an introductory episode. And then episode one, we're jumping right into it. We're spinning the dice and we're coming up with a classic Aerosmith song. So I'm hoping uh, fans of uh, Van Halen here who also like Aerosmith will give us a try. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm really encouraged with the number of people. Brian Paterkin is a, there's another one uh, who's been listening to us and retweeting everything. Uh, he actually uh, hated uh, It's About Time. He thinks that's one of the worst Van Halen songs, <laughs> which is one of my favorite Sammy Hagar songs. So I thought that was interesting that. Wow. You know, yeah. He to come out and say, it's, and I'm going to read his tweet here because it's great. Do it. Do it. <laughs> one of the worst songs Van Halen ever released. It started off great with that heavy guitar intro. Eddie's bass playing is very good. But man, once it hits the chorus, it becomes another, just another song. Just unbearable to listen. During the song, Sammy does some good things vocally. And I love that song. But then another one is uh, Inside, which we both hated. He really liked. Yeah. So I love that we have this this kind of opposite thing going with Brian. And that's great. And I'm hoping Brian sticks with us. And I'm hoping he likes beautiful girls. But at least he's digging the so. show. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's uh, yeah. great. <laughs> Brian, uh, yeah, I, I respect your opinion, even though if, if even even if my my face, you can't see it, but rest assured, my face uh uh it was very puzzled by <laughs> your your logic there but it's fine it's this see this is part of the fun of the show i, I love that absolutely absolutely is it yeah. possible brian is a gary sharon guy you know i kind of hope so uh he has kind of so too yeah he, I, don't, I don't know if he's commented on dirty water dog yet i'll have to go through uh, well, Brian, if you out. haven't, we're going to need you to go check out that tune and uh, give us your uh, unabridged, full, uns uncensored uh, opinion about how you feel about that one. I know he's looking forward to Mean Street uh, from Fair Warning, which is another one that I'm very much looking forward to as well. That's yeah, that's that's right. I I, I mean, we actually there's a lot of people uh, when we were talking about that album, yes. uh, a lot of people are looking forward to Mean Street. So uh, yeah, just. I can't wait either. You guys like, trust me with it's, it's not up to us. It is the spin of the wheel. We are, uh, uh, to, to quote another band that, uh, has just been aforementioned. We are living on the edge as it were <laughs> by just, you know, spinning the wheel and rolling the dice. So be sure to check out that new show from our friend, Corey and John, uh, but Corey, where can the people find you if they want to chat you up? They can find me at CD Morset on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find the show at Podcast Will Rock on Twitter. And uh, podcastwillrock.com is the website address. Get yourself some merch. We actually sold some merch, Mark. Uh, some folks yes. out there bought some coffee mugs, bought some stickers. That's awesome. Thank you very much for supporting the show. And thank you for uh, you know retweeting and, and liking tweets and just leaving reviews and helping grow the show. Um, I have no idea if we're doing good or not. I know we passed uh, 2,100 plays 
on 15, uh, 15 shows. I think that sounds good. I don't know if it is or not. Uh, sounds good to me. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we, you know, we fit the charts in the U S and Canada, Thailand, Great Britain, Australia. I think that's all fantastic. Please uh, continue to help us grow. We're having a lot of fun doing it. We're going to get better as we go along. The songs have been mm-hmm. fantastic lately. And, uh, I, you know, I, I'm looking at the, at the wheel. There's like a hundred and 102 songs left. And I'm kind of sad. Like, Oh, we're almost done. <laughs> we, but we've only done 16 of these. <laughs> it's like, no, we have only just begun, sir. And then, uh, I want you, I want you all to take note of that. Uh, save the soundbite, if you will, because there's going to come a time where we're 60 shows into it and Corey's going to go, man, this is just never going to end. <laughs> Probably oh after we do a song. Yeah. It's like, we're geez. just halfway. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. It's no, no, no. It's, it, we've got uh, a long way to go, but man, we're having fun doing it. I'm certainly having a blast. So uh, you can find me at Mark the bat on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys are getting merch, uh, the stickers, the mugs, the shirts, uh, the hoodies, everything, uh, take a picture, like show us, show us yeah. your, uh, your, your gear, your swag, if you will. If you're putting the stickers on a, on a, your car bumper one, don't do that. But two, if you do that, take a picture of it and just, uh, let, let us know that you're letting the world know that we're out there. Um, and it's not just us, you guys, we are part of the deep dive podcasting network and there are lots of awesome shows you can check out there i'm sure uh cory can you give them a a little little taste of what they can expect on the deep dive podcasting network absolutely uh, sabbath bloody podcast uh fantastic black sabbath podcast uh, they do tremendous work uh it's all things black sabbath hosted by rye uh that that's the go-to for black sabbath uh skinnered reconsidered a great leonard skinnered uh, podcast hosted by the simple man you can find that on the deep dive podcasting network the deep purple podcast uh, you know, that's what I'm listening to. And Deep Purple was a band I always thought, yeah, they're good. But I never owned a Deep Purple album or anything. I was always kind mm-hmm. of a casual fan. But as I'm listening to the show, I'm like, these guys are really fucking good. Like, um, and they just had Chris L from Pot of Thunder on. But uh, I'm really becoming a big Deep Purple fan thanks to this podcast. I'm going to go out and get some vinyl on uh, Deep Purple. Uh, Nate and John host that show. Uh, T-Bone's Prime Cuts, uh, hosted by T-Bone uh, Mathley. Uh, he's great. Every Friday he does a... Uh, you know, uh, uh, a follow Friday kind of thing with everybody on the podcasting feed does a great job. Uh, it's had some great interviews on there. Uh, definitely check out that show uh, in the lap of the pods, uh, the, the queen podcast. Uh, my friends from Scotland, Paul, David, and Joe, uh, they have the thick Scottish accents and it's absolutely wonderful. I love listening to that show. They're fantastic. Uh, the Magi- magicians podcast. There's another band. I didn't know much about Uriah heap, but I'm going through this show and I'm like, man, Uriah heap especially their newer stuff really shocking me that's really really good scott haskin hosts that show and i know scott has already reached out uh about maybe appearing on the aerosmith show so we're looking forward to that hopefully getting him on uh very right on. soon uh hawk binge is starting a new season uh, andy and matt there's a band i don't know much about but uh gonna be checking out that show very shoot uh, very soon a journey through the Hawkwind discography uh maiden a to z mark i believe you're a pretty big iron maiden fan eric and jonathan host that show uh they, they've kind of mentioned there might be a, an open slot maybe for you and i to come on that show and i know uh you for one have been uh, kind of jumping up and down a little bit looking forward to that oh yeah yeah big old maiden guy here um <laughs> and it's that's only that's only happened in the last probably 10 years really uh but oh, i sort of did, did my own deep dive as it were into into maiden and i've just like 
kick myself for not being a fan sooner, but, uh, but I understand why they are so revered. So yeah, I'm awesome podcast. I'm very much looking forward to, uh, you know, taking part. They do a fantastic job. And if you, if you didn't get enough Sabbath with uh, Sabbath bloody podcast, diary, of the Madman, they do all things Aussie. So they're talking Sabbath. They're talking solo stuff, two lifelong Aussie fans, Daniel and Josh, uh, diary, of the Madman. check that out. Uh, universally speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast, that's timely now because the Chili Peppers just released a new song. So uh, they did. Yeah. yeah, they'll be talking about the, that new album uh, whenever it comes. Uh, ben and Sam Townsend uh, brothers uh, who do that show. And of course, the Metal Gods podcast, uh, all things Judas Priest. And I know that's a band that Mark and I, uh, back in the old days, I, I did a, a podcast. We thought, well, what's a good album to do? And I know immediately you threw out Painkiller by Judas Priest. So there's another oh, band yeah. that I know brings a, a smile to your face. It does indeed. Awesome. And that's the deep dive podcasting network. And who knows, maybe you'll see a little Aerosmith uh, show pop up on there uh, sometime in the near future. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, I know our listeners would get a real kick out of that. If you love Van Halen as much as we do, I guarantee you Aerosmith is probably somewhere within your ether. So that is going to be absolutely hysterical to listen to just because uh, i know these two guys but also it's going to be very uh very informative i think as well just uh, give give us a little insight into how you guys uh uh choose your rock music uh with this this playlist idea or this mixtape as it were i'm so looking forward to it i know our audience is going to look forward to it thank you all for listening keep listening keep sharing uh uh spread the word, wear the merch, take the pictures, tweet the tweets, uh, look out for the next rock and poll. Uh, you guys are very active in the polls. We love that. That's amazing. And you know what else is amazing? Van Halen is amazing. One of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time of which we would not be here talking about their discography. We love it. We know you love it. We are, and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later. Later.